Welcome to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. Hi, and you've got Rob here. You got Rob. You got Rob. Oh, no, not another theme song. <laughs> Once again, it's a different episode, but the same theme song as yeah. it should be, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. What is happening in your world? I'm up and ready to take on the universe. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. As you look at me with doubt. No, I'm, I'm <laughs> impressed. I, I'm, I'm not ready to take on the universe. No, well, I am. Because I just had a nap. Oh, well, that yeah. sounds nice. Yeah. So I'm in that haze between I'm awake and I'm still kind of asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How are you? What's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Just uh, trying to squeeze in a little bit of personal life around the day to day. Yeah. Um, trying to think. Uh, on uh, Saturday, Todd and I had a small gathering at our house. Was I invited? You were, and you were there. Oh my god! Yeah, not only were you invited, you showed up. You were there. I knew I had a fun weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Todd made uh one of his uh sort of signature crockpot dishes. Yeah, oh, it was so good too. It was good of Italian beef. And um, yeah, we had a bunch of people together to hang out and play some Jackbox, mm -hmm. and we played uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe yeah. on the Switch. Really fun. That was really cool. Yeah, I had to buy Mario Kart again on the Switch. Yeah, it's so colorful, that one. Yeah, it was a good time. And they also brought back some old stages from the original Which, Mario Kart. The, that update of the classic Super Nintendo one was real nice. Nice touch, nice touch. Yes. Yeah. I thought I got sneaky by um, creeping up on the divides between the, what is it, the, the aisles. Yeah, yeah. Didn't work out so well. Just so you all know, they can get up there <laughs> and they will murder you. What was it? Was it uh, Travis who just decided to like ride out, like finish out one of his races just sitting or finish out the time limit on one just sitting up there? Yeah, that was, yeah. was that me? No, that was Travis. Because it was a good highlight reel where it yeah. focused on his character just sitting there doing yeah. a thing, and then driving off in a victory stance. Yeah, John found out about it and attacked me up there, so <laughs> that's okay. I know where you live. Just kidding, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to think, what else? Um, today at work, my kickstarted copy of Dark Souls, the board game, arrived. Ooh, you've been waiting for it. It is gorgeous, um, and it's something I'm looking forward to playing. I don't know when, because, mm. you know, it's Well, involved. it seems like a very long game, just like it's a very long video game. Like, they, they're quoting, what, for four players or whatever, uh, 90 to 120 minutes, which um, wow. the first time that we play it, given that it has, like, a 40-page instruction manual, I feel like we will be, the first round will probably be closer to, like, four hours, I'm Jeez. assuming, instead of two, just because there'll be a lot of, you know... Looking back at the instruction manual, trying to see how it works. It's just the, the first time you play any board game, it's always a little bit of a slog. Is Does it have like the little characters, like a lot of them? Uh, it came with about, um, I think, six boss minifigures. Um, and they're really cool. And uh, Why didn't you bring it? I would have looked at it. I totally, I left it in my office. I will bring it for next week because it's gorgeous. We could like show it. And... Uh, and we have photos for the Instagrams. I think Instagram. Um, and then it has, I think, like 12 or 15 um, sort of minion characters, you know, archers, yeah. and, uh, various knights and stuff. And then um, the there must be some sort of character player figures um, or it might just be like a little cardboard standy bugger. Okay. Um, but they have big character cards and all sorts of various things that you use to sort of measure your health and various stats. It's hmm. it's very involved looking. Just from looking at the the package, it's pretty yeah. crazy. Is the artwork nice? It is. It, it's a gorgeous looking game. Yeah. Like they definitely learned and modeled it off of you the know game. the game itself. Um, and it was kind of fun. The first thing that happens when you open up the box is on the very top of it is like a eleven by eleven square piece of paper mm -hmm. that is all black except in the middle it says you died. Oh, just like it does on the screen. So happy. And so uh, I just bought a record frame so I could frame that for my office. <laughs> You're like, I need this in my life. <laughs> I've seen it enough times uh, just from playing. You just want to be those. reminded, don't you? Exactly. Remind mm -hmm. me that I died. 
So, um, yeah, look forward to playing it someday. I have no idea when, just because, yeah, it's going to be a thing where I'm going to have to, like, ploy people with, you know, food and booze to actually um, want to sit and commit to uh, a punishing board game experience that will last a long time. Hmm. Sounds awful. Right? It sounds kind of brutal. <laughs> but, um, you know, from what I hear, uh, I've heard multi- I've heard mixed reviews about the game. I've heard both, like, the game is, some people say the game is just not fun. And some people say the game is really fun, but it is an accurate sort of board game of the video game. And the video game, you do the same thing a bunch of times before you finally succeed. Yeah. And that's where the... The tediousness and, comes in. But yeah, that's where the joy comes in also, like when oh. you finally pull it off. Oh, yeah, that's joy After too. the tedious. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, the joy. Oh, the joy of boring. So that's all that's going on, you know, outside of uh, of the gaming. Although hell, there was even games at the at the party. There's games everywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, what have you been up to? Party uh, aside. Well, party aside, I went on a date. Ooh. Last night and. Because I'm back on the okay. Oh, you're back on I'm the okay Cupid. I'm not on the Tinder. Oh, okay. And yeah, I'm actually not planning to date right now. I'm over. I'm done with it. It's done. I give up. Especially after this one, which so I didn't want to go on in the first place. Yeah. It was interesting because... So I get there and we start talking and he's really handsome. He's tall, which I like. And um, he's bi, which is fabulous. I don't mind that at all. But then he forgot to mention a little thing on his profile that is a little bit important if you're looking for somebody for this kind of relationship. He's polyamorous. Mm. And he's already dating someone else, but he wants to like kind of add someone to... He wants to diversify his portfolio? Yes. Which is great. I mean, I'm all for it if that's what you're looking for, which that's is not, what not you're looking for. something I'm looking for. So, unfortunately, it's not going to work out, but I did learn a lot about BDSM. Wow, he's into a lot of things. Yes, he likes his variety. And the reason, apparently, that he is into polyamorous relationship is that his sex drive is so, I guess, outlandish or high or diverse that he needs different people to fulfill different needs. Wow. And I was just like, huh? That sounds exhausting. Yeah. But the craziest part is he, um, his background, and he is actually one of the major creators of uh, 3D modeling and uh, 3D printing. He's one of the pioneers in wow. the industry. And so, and he comes from a long... So he gets lots accomplished aside from just the He BDSM gets a lot accomplished. And the, the banging of everyone. Yeah. So I was just like, geez. If this guy was looking for what I was looking for, I hit the bank. (laughs) But no, not going to work out. Um, Another thing that happened is today I worked at the YouTube studios um, in Marina Del Rey. And I was working with a bunch of uh, Hollywood trans actresses and actors. And we did a shoot slash interview slash um, uh, what's that? What are those things called where you have information like a it's like an information like an infographic kind of thing or like our uh no with, with people though yeah it's so like an interview a uh, P- oh a psa psa thank you god public service announcement jesus christ yeah so yeah a psa it's late it's god and um yeah so we did it and it was awesome and i got to hang out with a lot of like fan favorites like trace who's from amazon's um transparent and um, I got to come really close with Alexandra Billings, who is like an American Idol. She's like everything you want in an actress. She's amazing. And just a bunch of trans talent that are really cool. My good friend Rain, who is in um, Lopez and Transparent, and she's a, um, a producer on Transparent. So, yeah. It was fun today. That's a good day. Yeah, it was a good day, which is why I'm so beat is because I got there <laughs> so early this morning and I went nonstop all day. So, yeah, but... And then I keep you up for this. <laughs> I get you, well, you back keep, up. Yeah, you got me back up. But um, you had a long day too, so it's all good. <laughs> um, and uh, what, since we last recorded, Star Wars Day happened. Oh, yeah, Star Wars and Day. so you were at the D-Land. I was at the D, the big D 
and it was cute. It was just a busy, regular day. They honestly didn't have much going on. Yeah. But that was like, Star was, Wars related. Were all like the people walking around wearing Star Wars stuff? Oh, yeah. Actually, there were a lot of um, cosplay, like semi-cosplay happenings going on. Oh, and I uploaded this video of this little girl. Oh, it's the cutest thing you ever seen. She is probably like, I don't know, maybe four years old, dressed as Princess Leia in the original costume with the buns and everything. <laughs> and she was holding a Death Star balloon. Nice. And it was so cute. And she had no idea that, that it was about to kill the planet that her whole family destroy, was on. Was it Alderaan? Yeah. Yeah. She had no clue. She's happy. Yeah. Actually, hey. it seemed. All right, then. Yeah. She dabbles on the dark side. She does. Well, yeah, like mm-hmm. I, I didn't do anything to celebrate Star Wars Day, I don't think, except um, that is my dog's birthday. Oh, yeah, and Braddock. So my little lady Braddock turned 11. She's my little old lady. Oh, that's cute. A little more cutie pie. <laughs> um, so that's the thing that happened. Well, we celebrated. Yep. Yeah. So uh, are you playing anything right now? Uh, well, Keith and I finished my roommate. We finished Near Automata. You finished Near Automata already? Well, I guess it's Automata. Really? Automata? Oh, okay. Travis, they say it? Travis burned me on that. Because oh, apparently Automata is a machine. Oh, I didn't know that. Because I mean, like Automaton, I guess, is, you know, a thing. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. I've been saying it wrong this whole time. Well, <laughs> I think everyone I know says it wrong is the problem. Automata. All right, then. Yeah. So I got schooled. Thanks, Travis. Yeah, thank you. And um, yeah, we beat it. It was a gorgeous game. Great story. I don't want to really say anything because it's still pretty new. And... Are you going to play where um are you on your second playthrough now keith is already starting the second playthrough yeah with b2 to b to b to b yeah cute um because yeah i hear that like what the first every time you finish up through like ending four or five it just keeps getting better and better because it keeps like sort of revealing new stuff yeah it's really cool how they tied everything in it's like five games in one i'm really curious yeah. Um, I started playing that game near Automata. <laughs> I started playing it um, and uh, or like really, you know, because I did one night worth uh, just for the hell of it when I got it. And then I put it aside to focus on other stuff. Yeah. And now I, I think I put like another probably five hours into it. And um, yeah, I mean, it feels like a platinum game. It has kick ass action and it yeah. definitely seems to sink into that sort of like near groove in that it is extremely varied in its place style and it's uh general message like it it, it gets like kind of goofy and then it gets really serious it's yeah extremely japanese yes um but so you're playing an anime but it's really <laughs> charming it's got some cool stuff going on yeah so yeah i'm 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 enjoying it but so i can't believe you guys have already finished one playthrough i know well, I mean, it's 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 good. You how just... long, like, how many hours was that uh, the first playthrough? Well, I pretty much honestly watched Keith, my roommate, play the whole. <laughs> I mean, I played the first level at least three times, <laughs> but I pretty much watched. And you know, when you've seen somebody and you're like they're watching them, and you you basically played it. Um, I would say it was about ten to fifteen hours. Okay. It wasn't incredibly long. I'd say 15. Well, I would hope it isn't a super long if it's a game that actually expects you to do multiple playthroughs yeah. in order to uncover all of its endings. Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, that would not be fun. He did was... a lot of side missions, too. So yeah. If it was like Persona style with like 80 to 100 hours and you had to play it five times right. to make it pay off or whatever, that'd be a little weird. It's a little different. I'm really excited about yeah. getting more into it. Yeah, I also started Prey. And what is, are your impressions of that? It's terrifying. <laughs> I actually might need to play that game on easy. Even though I hear as you play it and you start to build up your arsenal, it you know feels more of an action game. Right now, it's more of like a hunt and you will die game. Um. Can you change the difficulty on the fly, or is that like no, you said at the I'd beginning? No, I'd have to start over. It? Oh, lame. Yeah, which sucks, but it's so difficult right now, and it's so creepy, and the the voices in it and the sounds make everything awful. Like you just want to cringe and crawl up in a corner and die. <laughs> yeah, and everything pops up in your face, so it's not actually as scary looking as it is sounding. It's a very beautiful game. But um, and it's one of my favorite things about it is you can actually pick up almost anything in the game and throw it at 
anything. And But the other thing is almost anything in the game can be an enemy and you don't know it until you come upon it. So, because they have these aliens called mimics and you meet them pretty early on. And they aren't nice. <laughs> and for being so small, they aren't that easy either to kill. <laughs> um, so, how, like, how 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 far are you into it? Like, how many? What? How much time? Um, I would say I think I'm like two and a half hours in. Okay. And the problem is, you keep running into the big guys, and they will murder you really easily. And especially since I really don't have any weaponry right now, because I either wasted it or something happened. Somebody stole it from me. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm kind of between a rock and a hard place. But it's 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 definitely worth a, a try, a play, a well, go through. I did the um I, I did the prey demo. Uh, okay. So I played the first hour last think? night because I want to be able to talk about it with you today. The the first level is my favorite so far. It's well, so cool. I have to say, like, the game starts off real, real strong. Like, yeah. They were smart to put out the first hour as, like, a playable demo because yeah. the first hour kind of harkens back a little bit to, like, Portal almost, even mm. kind of with the way it sort of plays with you. Um, obviously not in its gameplay mechanics, but just in the sort of, like, setting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it definitely, it looks nice. And um, it's weird, though. I, I feel like I've gotten kind of spoiled by a lot of first person shooters and that um, I feel like the last two like first person like action shooters I played mm -hmm. were both two of the most like tight and well crafted shooters I've played in a long time because it was a uh, doom. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, Wolfenstein, the New Order, which, of course, they're both published by Bethesda. Um, they're developed by different companies. One is by id and one by machine games, but, um, they are both like the two of the highest functioning shooters I've ever played. And then arcane yeah. studios who made prey, like they make dishonored, which, you know, dishonored is obviously not a shooter. Mm -hmm. And it definitely, it feels more like dishonored the way it controls than it does like doom. Doom. Yeah. Um, but, um, I have to say it there's something about it that feels pretty good and I like the world it's in and I'm excited to see more of it. Yeah. And with um just it feels almost like a combination of it feels like the sequel to Bioshock that we never got. Oh. To me. Like it feels like that. Um I from the demo, like I either need to up my skills, I need to get good, or I need to play on easy mode as well. Because yeah, the game is fucking stressful just in the hour i played yeah it's uh, stressful it's super stressful and my health was always between like 35 and 50 what where does the demo end because i didn't play the demo um the demo ends with you getting into your office uh, and yeah. watching the video okay yeah and then as soon as that's done it gives you a little message saying like thanks for playing the demo and you can keep exploring you can actually walk around and do and keep doing stuff but the next objective you had to go into like this next office so this next yeah you got lab, to, gotta go to the hardware lab or, and yeah. like when you go there the door says a thing like sorry this is not available in the demo so you can keep exploring places you've already been and try to find other paths and stuff mm -hmm. but you can't go further yeah into it um but yeah it's so far it, it feels really good and um i'm really excited to experience more of it um and the music in it is it's great great yeah and um i was excited to hear one of the um the voice actors in it i, I could tell immediately that the character of alex uh the main character's brother was mm -hmm. voiced by benedict wong like i instantly knew it was him oh, well i i have no idea uh, did, you see, did you see dr strange yes he's the guy who's listening to beyonce in the library he's like the librarian guy who's kind of a jerk and won't laugh uh -huh. um, and he's also uh a um a mathematician in the movie um sunshine i saw sunshine also but i don't remember him in that but i do well, re i dr I strange would, i remember i would give you like the big thing that makes him recognizable in sunshine except i don't want to go into spoilers for him who hasn't seen it because that movie is amazing if you haven't seen danny boyle's sunshine yeah sunshine is great you though. should watch it it's one of the better sci-fi movies i feel of the last like and isn't it decade. killian murphy killian murphy yes i love and killian. rose byrne oh yeah rose byrne. curtis like it's got a lot of really great people in yeah it. um that has great cinematography too and a good soundtrack yeah 
Like, and even though the third act, it sort of becomes Event Horizon, it sort of falls apart a little bit. Right. It's still great. It's still good. Um, yeah, I was not expecting that third act. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like, uh, one of our listeners was listening to uh, our confusion about the Prey naming situation. Uh-huh. And, um, and this is all uh, hearsay, of course. He said he read an article. Um, he just looked and he couldn't find it to back him up about the Prey 2 versus Prey thing. And so it seems like uh, Prey 2 was canceled just due to, you know, stuff not happening within deadlines and what have you. And then Arcane was making a space shooter and Bethesda pretty much said, you know, instead of trying to launch a new IP, let's just put the Prey name on it since we own the rights. Mm -hmm. And um, and I guess it just sort of makes sense that, like, if you, you want to work with your publisher to make sure that your game gets out and gets the good support and marketing they could have. And so it does seem like, I guess, a reasonable sort of way to just relaunch the franchise and sort of start anew. Mm, by yeah. just kind of laying into the sci-fi elements and sort of just recognizing that it's a freestanding thing. Yeah. So good enough for me. Yeah. So um, I'm very excited about doing more of it though and hearing more of that soundtrack. So I did buy it. So well done demo. You bought the soundtrack? No, I bought. Well, I will buy the soundtrack when it comes out. Uh, okay. On what on vinyl? Because I'm sure they they will do that. Um, but I uh, I bought the game. Okay. Um, good luck um, <laughs> no. well i might play it on easy mode because i am that guy that like you know i punish myself enough with the souls games and such so yeah. i kind of feel like i feel shooter, like this game though yeah i have a feeling though once you get like a few hours in, though it will become more manageable well i'm kind of curious yeah because i feel like but when is that point well yeah and, and also, can i make it there <laughs> And also, is there that point? Because if there isn't, and I suddenly hit a wall when it gets really difficult halfway through, then I'm kind yeah. of fucked. Um, well, and like, because uh, on the gaming front, do you have any other games that you, uh, is, that, is that it for your gaming exploits for the last week? That's all I played, yeah, okay. those two. Well, um, so the reason why I started playing, uh, well, I played the Prey demo, well, most, mostly I talk about it here, and the reason why I started playing Near Automata is because I finished Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, yeah. Ooh. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, that was a great game. Like, I can't. I, I'm not sure if I can think of a better game to follow up Breath of the Wild with. Because yeah. it feels like an equally complete... It's like the grown-up version of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> the one thing I really wish she could do that Link could, though, is Link could climb anything, and she can't. And so um, I would often find myself jumping against things, just trying to hope to find like a small ledge to, to sort of catch on. Yeah. Kind of like when you climb in Skyrim by just walking diagonally up mountains yeah. and occasionally jumping. Yeah. Uh, I found myself doing that, and it never really worked out for me. Um, but yeah, like good story, good action, beautiful. Um, took me about 36 hours, I think. Uh, I did a bunch of side missions, finished with like maybe 70% completion. Wow. Um, really, really fun though. I had a great time. And the one thing about that game though, which is kind of nice is it starts off pretty hard. Like if you get seen by a herd of like say watchers at the very they beginning, they will get you. Yeah, like they can kill you they will pretty hunt quick. You down. But then like by the time you're done with the game, you're pretty much a god. Yeah, assuming you've done the appropriate leveling, and if you did the the mission that gets you like the special armor that's sort of locked up. Yeah. You are pretty much invincible, and um, so it's kind of nice. Like you start off weak and and uh, untrained, and by the time the game is done, you are a powerhouse. And so there's something kind of nice about that that was fun to play with. Yeah, um, very satisfying. Yeah. So Horizon was a really good time, and I'm glad I, I finished that. Um, now, you had a digital copy for that, didn't you? I do. Bad girl. Sorry. Well, and I have learned my lesson. I, I, I was trying to go digital since, you know, I was trying to manage my licenses across my ps4 at home and a ps4 at work yeah but i think i just realized it's easier for me to just carry a disc around and like a handful of games i'll still buy digitally like anything vr because i don't want to get up while wearing the headset to swap uh, out yeah games um so all vr games will be bought digitally and then um games like overwatch or mortal Kombat, like that are good for like short matches here and there yeah those are digital but um and of course the ones that are only available digitally like Another game that I finished uh, last week, which was a single sitting thing. We started like Todd watched the entire thing and um, I started and stopped it within the same thing. Cause oh, I know what it is. Let me get it's the, the death one. Yeah. What remains of Edith Fitch? Yeah. Finch. Excuse me. Fitch, the Fitch bitch. Finch. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So what remains of Edith Finch? I that probably maybe an hour and a half, two hours long worth of narrative game. There's no real puzzles to speak of. It's mostly... Uh, is it creepy or pretty or um it's 
it's uh, a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a game that kind of spans a lot of genre. In that, um, I mean, it is you know to use a dismissive term that a lot of people use. I don't say this in a bad way. It is a walking simulator. Like you are pretty much walking around a house, and it'll give you text that pops up. Like you, your main character will narrate, and whatever she narrates will show up as text on the screen, and you like walk through it. So it's like. It's, like it's dust. Yeah, it's like it's text that takes place. It has space in the real world. Yeah, and um, and then the whole thing is though. So every member of the Finch family has died, uh, prematurely or under strange circumstances. And so as you walk through the house, and like uh, the whole idea is that as people in the house died, uh, your mom would uh close off their room. Oh. And so like it's the Winchester mystery game. Exactly. You grew up in this house full of doors that don't open. Uh, uh-huh. and like and so the whole idea is you are exploring the house. Now that you are the only remaining Finch and you're learning about all the family members who died because you don't know how they died. And so every time you do it, you find like a note or um, a comic book or something that tells the story of how they died. Mm -hmm. And then you either, you know, play as them or you, you know, witness something. And so like some of them are barely interactive. Some of them are a little bit more interactive. Um, Some of them are kind of pulpy comic book style some are uh surreal yeah like one of them actually plays like a game where you have to kind of do two things with um each hand has a different sort of function and you have to try to manage that like maneuver something no it's like you have to do like a a monotonous activity with your right thumbstick and your right triggers while your left thumbstick does like more of a navigation thing so it's almost like a pat your head and rub your stomach kind of mm-hmm. thing at the same time um it's it's got some cool stuff but it's, it's i want to say it's a game game with a capital g it's more of an interactive narration or interactive narrative gotcha um but it was cool it was it was it was good i liked it i like those kind of games though so um i had a good time with it and todd watched the entire thing so i think he found it, it was only two hours i know but often todd doesn't like watching me play games oh so for him to just sort of sit and commit to two hours of watching you know it's a, like a movie a family's untimely death was like a little movie for him yeah. So yeah, Ew, it was fun. It was, was a good awesome. time. Bonding time. Yeah, so that is my my game situation. I would say that it was a very gamey week. It was. Like for me doing some some long hours at the office, I I found the I found the time for some some late night gaming. Yeah. Um, good for you. Yeah. I have a word of the week. <gasps> what is Oh it? my goodness, I know. We're smarter as we sit here. And what is it? What are we learned? The today? word is Hypostatize. Hypostatize. And it's a verb. What do you think it means? Well, hi. I mean, hypostatize. I think, you know, <laughs> hypothesis, which is like making an educated guess, but hypostatize or hypostatize. Hypostatize. It sounds like someone like proselytizing now. Something is, is, is it like proselytize? What's that? Proselytizing. Isn't that, uh, proselytizing is like when you, um, it's like getting on your soapbox and sort of like, you know. Oh, uh, I like that word too. And I, 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 I could be wrong on the, the, specific de- definition of that one um it's not a word i use usually when i hear sort of in context of stuff okay um hypostatize i'm guessing it means uh uh possibly uh taking an educated guess and, and considering it fact what is it oh i don't know maybe what what is well, the definition it's to treat or regard a concept idea etc as a distinct substance or reality okay so sorry let me read let me read the description more <laughs> right around. All right, where is that? All right, so yeah, to treat a regard, a concept, idea, or et cetera, as a distinct substance or reality. Yeah, it does seem like it's... So you take you're an taking idea a concept, and it becomes a real thing. Yeah, and you're considering it to be truth. Yeah. Hmm. All right, then. Yeah. I don't know how I will ever really use that, or I guess... I te- think technically- maybe in the game you just played, well, it was a high speed Pasticize. <laughs> well, I kind of wonder if that's actually kind of, you know, yeah, similar to what a lot of people have been doing politically for the last okay. couple of months, Thank you know, you. with uh, posting bogus articles. Why will this guy get political? Well, it just is as the world we live in at this point. Tis the way we do things. Yeah. Sweet. Well, that's the word. Hypostatize. I am never going to even remember how to say it. Why do I choose words I can't even pronounce? I don't know. I don't know where you get these from. The dictionary.com word of the week. They put a word 
Well, they put a new word every day. They do a daily word, so I just choose one of those to, you know, kind of mix up our vocabulary. Well, and I was trying to find a good example of it being used in a sentence, and even the fucking, like, dictionary sentence that's given is, like, a very involved thing from the Cardozo Law Review. Like, listen to the sentence where they even used it. Uh Uh-oh. Progressives are wrong to hypostatize their belief in mankind's eternal advance and to disavow anything that does not fit this preordained vision. That doesn't help me. That is not a sentence that helps me. No. That's a bad sentence. Right? Jesus. Find a new one. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that is quite a freaking sentence. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, a good, you know, example sentence. I don't think it exists. I think we just got like a, a word they only use at USC. This is like, yeah, I mean, like it's it seems like you can't really use this sentence uh, without tossing in other 50 cent words like. But there's also self-reflection in the emancipation oriented sense. Self-reflection as releasing the subject from dependence on hypostasized powers. What the fuck is that? Like this is. So you have to be a philosopher to use it. It feels very. Yeah. Like it feels very academic Mm -hmm. um, and not a whole lot else, which good for you if you uh, are a philosopher and you. Yeah. Are able to sort of, it does feel like a thing that you. Let you, us know if you're able to use that word in your daily vocabulary. It, it does feel like a thing that you would, would use to assign to someone's philosophy. Yeah. Because obviously it seems like a philosophy would be grounded in a concept that would be hypostatizing. Yeah. So maybe I just so made a go. sentence that's actually uh, much there simpler. There you go. You just did it. That was very confusing. <laughs> well, let's talk about something that's a little simpler. Okay. Uh, On to the vinyl frontier. Oh. Uh, today, The my... vinyl frontier is the tear in your eye. No. No, I don't know what that one was. Uh, uh, Today, my copy of the soundtrack to Abzu arrived, which Abzu is that PlayStation... Uh, I think it came actually on other systems, other platforms as well. Uh, but I played on PlayStation where you play as like a diver in a lot of like interesting underwater situations. Uh, music was by Austin Wintory. It's a cool soundtrack. And it was a, ni- a neat sort of art game. Abzu. Abzu. A-B-Z-U. And, I just want to go around and say Abzu to people. And the U has a little accent carrot over it. Hmm. So I don't know what that does to the pronunciation. I so. think that means it's like, a spacey word. It's not from our world. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I still don't know how it applies to the, the name of the game, really. So, uh, yeah, so that arrived today. That's fun. Cool. Yeah, it's two blue records. Yeah. That's fun. Is it like a transparent blue? It is. Mm. It's like a dark blue, though. It's nice. Glorious. So what's happening? Uh, do you got any news for us? Any any good news stories? Well, I was going to ask you if you had any good news, because I don't have news, but I have... A fun article because a movie is coming out that I've been looking forward to for forever. Is it Guardians of the Galaxy? No. No. Are you looking forward to that? Were you looking? It's forward already to it? out. It's out now. But I mean, were you looking forward to it coming out? Um. Yeah, I want to see it. Um. I liked the first movie, but I didn't. It's not a movie, a film I loved. You know, I. And this is just me, and I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for this, but I feel like the movie was only as good as it was because it had a kick-ass soundtrack which just moved with the action the whole time that could be just me but i like the movie it's but i've never seen it twice i've only seen it once and i was like okay i saw it it was good i could have done with a lot more rocket i think rocket raccoon is super fun i like the green girl oh gamora and she's not in it that much either i feel I mean, it's really, it's Star-Lord. Well, they have a lot of characters. It's Star-Lord show. Yeah, and there are a lot of characters. But I I like Drax, but I mean, it's all about Rocket. Rocket's adorable. I mean, it's a raccoon. Come on. Yeah, but he has that, like, that jersey. uh, That Bradley Cooper charm. Bradley Cooper. Uh, I'm not a Bradley Cooper fan. Oh, I am. You are? I am, actually. Do you know, I think the reason I don't care for Bradley Cooper is because I couldn't stand him in Alias. Oh, I never watched Even Alias. though, yeah. That he was, was on Alias? That was like his first big thing. He was in almost almost every episode for the first few seasons. I did not know that. Yeah, and he's this wimpy. Hey, who was, everyone was in Alias, it seems, because obviously there's Jennifer Garner, I knew Victor Garber, uh-huh. and then Michael Vartan was in it, right? Michael Vartan. And now Bradley Cooper. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Um, Amy, uh, uh, Amy Brennan? Irving is in it. Oh, Amy, Amy Irving, really? Yeah, Amy, Amy Irving. Amy, Amy Irving. Irvin. <laughs> I didn't know she was in. Yeah, that. she's dope. 
Um, yeah, there's a lot of... Oh, even Faye Dunaway. And what? She played a really crazy evil character. Holy and shit. even um, 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 the director of Django, what's his face? He was in a two-part series in it that he was this evil badass. Really? But the director of Django? Like, what's his name? Quentin Tarantino? Thank you. Quentin Tarantino. Really? He had an acting role in that? Oh, yeah. That's crazy. He was I an had asshole. no idea. Yeah. Yeah, as someone who's never seen an episode of, of Alias, like... Alias is so good, and the first season is awesome. The second season is even better. I had no idea. Yeah. Um, it kind of starts to fall apart around season four, but that's probably why they ended it eventually. Wow. Um, Sorry, so, okay, what is oh, the, the movie you're looking... Like, wow. Yeah, what you got? We're way off. No, I was curious that we, you know, it's free association. We took Gardens of the Galaxy, then we find our way to Bradley Cooper, and then Alias. It all makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It's all rich tapestry. Yeah, it's beautiful quilt we woven. <laughs> the beautiful quilt we woven. Uh, Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman. I know you're not a fan of the D and the C. Well, I mean, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, you know, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, the DC movies recently have not been my favorites, but I'm totally willing to give them a shot. And I, did you see the new trailer for Wonder Woman? I have Woman? not seen the new trailer yet. Oh, I know that like all of the best scenes of Batman versus Superman were the Wonder Woman scenes. Yeah. And so I'm I'm really I'm very uh I'm curious and I'm willing to give it a fair go. I don't like Chris Pine very much. He's starting to look real old too. I just I don't I don't think he's that great, but I'm willing to totally give it a shot cuz I do like uh what Gagado as um as Wonder Woman. And so I'm yeah. I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it and it's got a has a woman director, right? Yes. So I'm excited about that too. Yeah, and she has a lot of great films that she's done. So I expect really good things from this film. I love a film that's female driven because for me they tend to be have great action but they're more story driven. Mm-hmm. And more emotionally driven, which I think a lot of movies that men direct just are lacking. Like, I don't have the emotional... They may be cool to look at and visually appealing, but they just don't tear up my heartstrings. And I think this one might. This I one might so. ha- do that. So, Wonder Woman, let's get into it. So, um, this article is called, What Diehard DC Fans Don't Even Know About Wonder Woman's Past. What do we not know? It's looper.com is where I got this. And it's just basically a list. And I'm just going to go down it and we can talk about anything we want to stop at. Okay. So the first thing, Wonder Woman worked in fast food at Taco Wiz. Is this a comic thing or from the TV show? It's comics. Okay. In the actual comic books. Got it. Okay. At some point in her career. Taco Wiz. Yeah. So apparently at some point she comes back and... She she leaves she leaves um, Earth for a while or and she comes back and she has no money and she was getting money protecting people from villains and apparently they kicked her out of a club so she's working at Taco Wiz to make some extra money for one episode. Good for her showing up that that yeah. work ethic, doing what it takes. That's right, pounding the pavement. We can do it. Yeah. So in 1980. She had a fling with Animal Man. I don't know who that is. I don't either. In three, if it was Animal from the Muppets, maybe that'd be worth talking about. That would be cool. Right? I would love that. That would be a great spinoff. She was stalked by a singing blob named The Glop. Haven't we all, though? Yeah, right? And he sang, and this is why I thought about you. <laughs> he sings because he has absorbed a ton of records from a record store. <laughs> That is the coolest villainous blob yeah. story ever. He makes up his own songs. Or like, yeah, because he learned to sing. And he's actually after um, one of the young, the younger women, Wonder Woman. Like I think it's her daughter, actually, the glob is after, which is kind of weird because he's a glob who won't let this girl alone. So it's kind of like got those odd qualities of like stalker. <laughs> um, the god Pan taught her to dance in order to fight the Joker. All right, then. Yeah, so apparently the reason that Wonder Woman is able to face off with the Joker is because she needed to understand his psychosis. And the only way to do that was to go talk to Pan, who's the god of basically chaos. and But he's also the one that plays the Pan Pipes. And um, yeah, learn how to dance from him. And she kind of absorbs that mentality. All right, then. I know. That's so weird. I love it. 
That's why I love DC though, because they got some weird. It does. I love weird like, shit. It's a, as someone who's like fairly new to the comic world, I'm not used to the sort of episodic nature of like issues of comics that have been last. Like, I mean, when when did Wonder Woman happen? Like 50 years ago, something like that. 80, I think. 80, Jesus. Like, yeah, I mean, over so much time, they've obviously gone into weird territory. Yeah. At least for an issue. Yeah. To sort of see what they could do and then pull it back. Yeah, yeah. So, what else we got? Um, she was turned into a gorilla. Haven't we all? Haven't we all? Seriously, I mean, I do feel like maybe people like her because they can relate. Yeah, I think so too. Did she get changed back? Yes. Or can we look forward to that for Wonder Woman 2, where a gorilla has the lasso of truth? That would be pretty cool. (laughs) I would watch that. They should actually somehow put this in the films. (laughs) Somehow, like an homage to it. Um, she was pushed aside when Steve Trevor became the Patriot. Oh, I didn't know he ever became anything. Yeah, so apparently this, um, one of her arch nemesis turns them against each other because he now has all the power and she's pretty much like no comparison to him. And he's like, oh, I could do my own thing now. I don't need you anymore. And she's like, no, but it's all an evil plot. Of course. It always is. Of course. Yes. Um, of course. She fought the warriors. Like warriors come out and play, yay? Yeah. All right, then. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's crazy. She fought the warriors. She married Steve Trevor and had a daughter named Hippolyta after retiring on Earth 2. Earth 2, electric boogaloo. Yeah. They used to retire back then on Earth 2 and (laughs) do the electric boogaloo. She rescued a girl from a lesbian street gang. But why? But why? I know. She was a minor. Oh, okay. Fine. I'm guessing. I don't Fine. know. I just add that in. Well, I mean, gang- but apparently at this this gangs moment, gangs are bad. Gangs are bad, and apparently it was queer characters were still written in a very awful light. Mm. So it was not a good book for the movement. Those butch leses ruining everyone's good times. Damn it. It happens. Yeah. Even today. No, no it I'm doesn't. Just <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> she fought Supergirl to marry an alien warlord named Klamos in order to save Earth from destruction. Jesus. Yeah. All right, then. Yeah, it happened. Her Silver Age supporting cast was fired on panel. Okay. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. To have your cast, like the people who write and work for you, fired in the comic book. That's weird. Because it actually happened in real life, so they put it in the comic book. Art imitates life. That's right. And two more, I think. Oh, no, last one. No, two more. She fought a woman-hating male villain version of herself named Captain Wonder. Which was a plan devised by Dr. Psycho. I've never heard of Dr. Psycho. Yeah. I don't know any of these villains. Well, you learn who the villain is in the new Wonder Woman film. And now I can't remember her name. But it's a lady villain. Yeah. She's one. I'm sure there's more than one, but it's very cool. I forget her name, but she deals with poisons, poison gases. Cool. Yeah. Which I guess is perfect for the era because poison was like a huge. Oh, yeah. It's it's a period piece, right? Is it World War II? Two. Yeah. With like chemical warfare. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. And she lost her Wonder Woman title to both Artemis and Orana at some point. Those And they're both redheads. She hates redheads. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Well, she does now. I mean, they both beat her. But she did get her powers back and her title back. Okay. And stop being a gorilla. And she stopped being a gorilla. So we're good. <laughs> yeah. So look at her now. Somehow, what doesn't kill her makes her stronger. Right. Somehow she's exactly how we're going to see her in this film. <laughs> I'm very, like, I'm, I'm very curious. And also, I'm, I'm, I, I, I wonder, if, will the movie explain how she doesn't really age? Is that a thing? She's a god. She's a god. I thought she was just an Amazon lady. But okay, well, she's a demigod. Hippolyta is in Greek mythology. She is the daughter of Zeus and somebody else. Okay. So she is. A demigod. Okay. And then, which makes Wonder Woman also part god. god. Okay. Because I was curious, because I know that, like, you know, obviously in Batman vs. Superman, that takes place now, and she's around, and they find the photos that where you see that she was, like, on the front lines during the war. And I know that, like, the TV series, like, season one took place in World War II. (laughs) The seasons two and three took place in the 80s or whatever. Uh Uh-huh. So I was just trying to figure out, like, I, I don't think that I ever really knew why. I just sort of went along with it. Yeah. And just sort of smile and nod. Just yeah. watch her spin. I don't know it's why. It's part of her genealogy. Okay. Good to know. 
Yeah. All right, then. And I'm obsessed with stories about Amazons because I am myself am a huge Amazon. So it it's exciting for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the movie. I am. Yeah. I, I'm actually, I'm very... Um, I mean, I keep seeing all the all the DC movies, and I keep seeing all the Marvel movies. I didn't see. I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. It's. I mean, it's not as bad as everyone made it sound like it was. Mm. Um, I, I I don't love Jared Leto. Um, and I don't love the choices they made for his Joker. Okay, like a lot of it has to do with I guess the character choices they made. I don't understand why Jay Courtney is in everything. I don't know who that is. He he was. Uh, I think his first big American role was to be cast as uh, John McClane's son in Die Hard Five. The what, live not live for your Die Hard. That was the fourth one. Uh, Just Die Hard. No, I don't remember what it was called, but uh, it was the Russia, the one about the Russians. Mm. Um, and uh, but yeah, like um, he showed up in that, and then he was also in like Terminator Genesis, I think. Um, and then uh, and he's in Suicide Squad. He plays Captain Boomerang, I think. He's just like I don't I don't understand why everyone keeps trying so hard to make him a thing because so far I don't think there's really been that much success for anything he's been in. He's not very special. Um, but yeah, like I don't know. It's a Suicide Squad. It's it's it has too many characters to really give any attention to any of them. Um, but uh, and you know it wasn't. It, I, I, I don't was think Holly Quinn as good as everybody loves her to be. She is by far the most interesting part of the movie okay they try really hard to make the joker for like the four scenes that he's in into like a big thing when really harley is the sort of most interesting to watch it's on amazon or or something right now it's coming to hbo go oh it's on hbo yeah Yeah. so i will watch it but i'm trying to get through westworld (gasps) oh westworld what i love westworld i forgot to mention yes i'm now on episode four Five. Holy crap, I can't believe you didn't watch Westworld when it was on the first time. I, I saw the first three episodes and then I somehow got lost in the mix and now I'm back onto it. Oh my and God. it's getting so good. Make make it last. You're not getting season two till twenty eighteen. Oh, and the 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 bar or the um owner of the brothel the slash saloon. Oh, she's starting to Tandy figure Newton. things out. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait a second, what's really going on here? That show is so good. And she goes, and, and the cops come to the door, or the policeman, and she goes, all I know is none of this really matters. And I was like, <gasps> so good. That's such a good show. It's so good. I'm very excited about season two when it comes next year. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, speaking of movie trailers, and also not loving Jared Leto as much as the rest of the world, uh, today, the Blade Runner 2040, yeah. Blade Runner 2049 trailer came out. Can't wait. I am so excited. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks like, stunning. I mean, I like the original Blade Runner, but um, I do feel it's very much a mo- like a moment in time. It is timeless in that it, it holds up, but like I want to love it more than I actually do. And you know, I've seen it, and I can't even pinpoint or tell you what the story is about. Well, and it's... I do feel like we are in a kind of strange place and that we weren't able to see it in the theater mm. when it came out the first time because like apparently when it came out in theaters they thought that everyone would be confused by it and so they put they made harrison ford do a voiceover track over the whole thing sort of or, or a lot of it like a story track like a narration uh-huh. um from the point of view of of deckard and he um and so they did that for the theatrical version um and then the director's cut came out later where it was like long periods of meaningful silences because they stripped the vo out of it and it added a lot more ambiguity to it yeah and that's when people started thinking like oh is deckard a replicant like there's a lot more going on just uh that people started theorizing Mm -hmm. and so i saw that version i never got to see the theatrical version that kind of made it into what it is now and theatrical the director's cut's great and then i saw like the the remaster like redux or whatever the definitive version that they put out in theaters uh, a couple years ago i saw that in theaters okay um, which is no, cool I didn't see it. but um yeah it's weird i i respect the original but i'm not totally on you par know. with it yeah I'm, I'm, it's not like a thing that like i i i yeah hold anything to really yeah and so i'm still excited about the sequel it, it's it, i it seems it to be you know different enough but also in step with the original enough at least from my sort of outside view yeah there are those movies out there from it was from the 80s right like the early early 80s yeah yeah and there are those movies out there that are 
kind of in the vein of Blade Runner, quite different, but like, you know, like movies like um, Dune. Oh, yeah, yeah. And movies like that, I could totally geek out on because I've seen it a hundred billion times. Well, and Dune's a David Lynch movie. Oh, is it? Yeah. I love Dune. I think that, so I think much. he directed that. I used to have a crush on um, Kyle McLaughlin. No, well, he's cute, yeah. But, um, oh, the singer. Who's the singer in it? I Sting. Never, oh, I, so I've actually never seen Sting. Dune. What? I, I keep meaning to read the book, and I, I haven't... You haven't seen Dune? No, it's, I also haven't seen... Uh, sorry, I, and a lot of people are watching American Gods right now. I haven't watched that oh, yet either. Oh, yeah, it I just keep, started. I want to read the book. And it was a David Lynch movie, it turns out. So. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was a David Lynch movie. Yeah, Dune is dope. I don't know... I mean, I've seen it since I was little. I loved it as a kid. It's still good, but it's really slow. Like, as an adult, I'm like, oh, I don't even know how I watched this because I was waiting for Sting the whole time, apparently. But, um, yeah, so the movies like that, I can definitely, like, geek out on. This one, I want, I wish I had that same, like, history with it. Yeah. I just never saw it as a kid. I watched it maybe when I was, like, in college. And it just, didn't, like I said, I didn't really understand what the concept was because it was a slow roll. So well, and and also I, I do feel like a lot of people who you know saw one version in theaters and then saw the director's cut later, like they have this extra sort of solidifying factor where like they had it explained to them and then they were able to appreciate it when it breathed a little bit more. Yeah, and when we saw the version that just breathed, we were like, "There's a lot of whole a whole lot of nothing going on here," just because there's long silences. Yeah. Um. But, like, I, I'm excited about 2049, though. Um, oh, me too. I had no idea that Robin Wright was in it. Approved. I love yeah. Robin Wright. Approved. Which I also had no idea that Jared Leto was in it. Eh, I'll see it anyway. Um, yeah, I used to really like Jared Leto. He's starting to rub me a little raw. Well, I, I really, I mean, I think I, I respected him a lot when I saw Requiem for a Dream the first time when I was in high school. But, like, then 30 Seconds to Mars happened, and I just sort of decided I think I was done with him. And then, you know... I actually, and I'm probably one of the few trans people who actually admit to this, but I actually liked his performance as Rayon in... Um, Dallas Buyers Club. Dallas Buyers Club. I thought he was great, personally, because, I mean, I, I could see this character as an actual, like, person yeah. existing. And, yeah, but ever since then, and he, I, ever since then, though, I've just been like, mm, not as great as I thought. Well, and often I find that, you know, a lot of people, um, especially, like, you know, when they kind of find that level of success all of a sudden. They go they, nuts. Well, they go nuts. And they, they also fucking nuts. They show up everywhere. And all of a sudden, like, they win the... Um, how like Johnny I, Depp. Oh, my God. Why is he in everything? The, right now, like... Literally everything. He's totally winning the uh, How Can I Miss You If You Don't Go Away award. Like, seriously, I, I'm never going to miss you because you're Ever. just everywhere. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, and uh, also on movie trailers and people from Dallas Buyers Club that I don't like as much as everybody else in the world, the Dark Tower trailer came out Ooh, which as a big fan of the books it. it's it's a it's an all right trailer um as a big fan of the books i'm not totally sold mm -hmm. on this movie just from the trailer like if i was just watching the trailer i don't know how i'd feel but because you're a fan as a fan i'm gonna go see it i want to yeah. support it i want more of them i want them to continue doing it i'm thrilled about Idris Elba as Roland the gunslinger. I'm so excited about See, that. See, I have no connection. Ah, I don't know. Like, yeah, having read all seven of those books uh, from like high school through college. Yeah. Um, like, I love the character of Roland and I'm so excited to see Idris Is Elba Roland a character you see in every single book? He is the the, the titular gunslinger from the first book and you, he is through all seven. Oh, okay. And um, I, the one thing though that I think a lot of people are actually excited about is the one thing that kind of turns me off i don't love the idea of matthew mcconaughey as the man in black mm. um he's not how i envision the man in black and also i just kind of don't like matthew mcconaughey that much mm. but um i'm still excited about the movie and i i am willing to sort of give it a go some people at work are really not on board with some of the choices they've made um but i'm willing to go along for the ride see what they got like why not? It's worth a shot. And it does at least seem like it's not a it's not a direct sort of adaptation of the book. Okay. It is its own thing that and it's it seems to be already sort of separating itself from it, using elements of the books, but definitely kind of going in its own direction. So now I wonder if whose choice was that? Was that Stephen King was like, Okay, that's fine with me. 
Um, I'm not sure. Like, I know that Stephen King has written some of his own screenplays at this point. Like, yeah. he, he wrote the screenplay for uh, Pet Cemetery, which is my favorite horror. Film. It's a real good one. Yeah, and then he also, I mean, he wrote teleplays and stuff for other things like Storm of the Century. He wrote as just as a teleplay, and I think at this point, most of his adaptations get his blessing on some degree. Mm. I know he approves of what's happening with it. Um, yeah, because he's chimed in about that, and um, I know that he tweeted a photo that was actually a really kind of big, uh, not spoiler, but a, a little bit of a, a nod to where the Dark Tower movies were going or movie was going. Would I know if I saw it? Uh. You won't know. Okay. It, it is significant to those who have read through book seven. Gotcha. Um, but uh, anyone who read book seven, that one photo, you immediately knew what it meant. Ah. And so that was kind of exciting. And it also kind of explains why, why the movie is doing what it is, why it's doing what it's doing. Hmm. So, um, yeah. Speaking of series, uh, one that is possibly coming out, I don't know if you've heard anything, is Anne Rice is doing the Vampire Chronicles as like a TV show. Like really? A, like a... Game of Thrones type major vampire is one of those vampire chronicles books right one of several is it the first or is it it's the first okay yeah and yeah interview with the vampire then the vampire Lestat. oh and then queen of the damned queen of the damned then um i think the vampire armand and it just keeps going and that's not telos and lasher right that's more of the witches right yeah that's a separate yeah telos and lasher follow the witching hour there's the witches and then there's also one that's more um christ and um, has to do with okay. like religious. It's, I've things. never read any Anne Rice, so I don't know a oh, whole lot of her stuff. She's so good. Yeah, I've never read any Anne or Christopher Rice. If, I just don't read that family. Real, uh, Christopher Rice is good, uh, but Anne Rice, um, if you need to read Interview with the Vampire, okay, even if it's the only one you read of the series, it is such a fucking beautiful book. It's gorgeous. Like the way she writes it is just like. I mean, it's the only book you ever have to read, really. (laughs) (laughs) You want all of the vampires to succeed in all their lust and glory and faults. So once I'm through it, okay, I will start looking into other books. I'm trying to. I'll let you borrow it if you want to. I'm I'm trying to commit. I know you're a completionist, so you probably won't buy it. Well, and (laughs) um, I'll probably do that thing where like I get the digital version and have it read to me in the car. Okay, that whole thing. Well, you'll you'll love it. So I have no problems with telling you that you should just buy it. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Nice. Any crush? Oh, I got one more piece of oh, news. Oh, yay. Just one more. Okay. Um, I don't uh, know. It's a little thing. It's it's not a whole lot, but uh, Persona 5 loosened its streaming restrictions. I don't know if you knew about this. No. But Persona 5 had a very strict sort of policy where, because um, the game takes place using like a calendar. Uh-huh. And I think the whole thing was like, once you hit like July 7th, you like, they flat out said like, if you post videos of the game after July 7th on your YouTube channel or whatever, we will send you like takedown notices or whatever. Or they'll try to suspend your account. Like why? Because, well, they, they are saying that like Persona 5 is a, it's a single playthrough, heavily story-driven experience, and they didn't want it spoiled for people. Oh. And the, I mean, and they did a pretty good job of keeping shit under wraps because it came out in Japan months before it came out here, and we didn't have any real story spoiler, story spoilers to speak of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they did a good job with that. But then when it came to America, like they laid these restrictions down, um, you cannot stream it from your PlayStation. Wow. You have to use an external I did not know yeah, that. You have to use an external stream box. In no order wonder to stream I didn't it. see anybody streaming it. Yeah, it's not enabled. Uh it's just, you know, and there's some games like big pivotal scenes will block recording or block streaming. I know that uh Batman Arkham Knight did that for some of its big reveals. Like, and it would just, that one scene, it would not show. And then it would go right back into something you could show again. And Ratchet and Clank did the same thing. Um, But Persona 5. What would Ratchet and Clank have? That's such a big reveal. It had movie footage before the movie came out. Oh, I didn't see that movie. That, it wasn't great. (laughs) Um, And so, uh, like, they, um, but they, as soon, like, once you hit, like, start from the menu, your streaming is done via the PlayStation 4. So they, anyway, they've uh, they've extended the thing. So now they say that you can uh, have footage on your YouTube channels up through like a date in September now in the game uh, without them issuing a takedown notice on you, but still haven't loosened the restrictions about your PlayStation being able to stream it. Wow. So it's small. It's baby steps. It's, you know. Maybe after a year. Well, and they sort of realized that like, and they actually even said like, we don't know when we'll ever loosen that to the point where like you can just use it. Um, but I think they sort of realized that like, 
their stern tone when it came to uh, had a lot of backlash. It did. It, a lot more people wrote about it than I thought would, um, because it was just a sudden thing of like, well, we're not allowed to do this. Like, they don't trust us to do this, or like, they don't trust people to avoid spoilers if they don't want them or whatever. And so, like, just the fact that they kind of were swinging the ban hammer pretty hard about like potential repercussions for people. Yeah. Um, I think they realized that like their stern tone was a little over the top, perhaps. Like, and it wasn't entirely necessary. Yeah. They could have opinions about it, and they could encourage you not to do stuff without seeming overbearing yeah um of course even then we're still not really supposed to show anything past past for certain dates so they're still kind of sticking to some of their guns on this but not as hard have you been playing it uh i stopped um i, I know got, you played like five hours i got to a good stopping point and um and then i decided i needed to focus on other games for now yeah. i do want to go back to it though i'm really excited about it because i really that's I, one game i definitely want to play well, i enjoyed like, my time with very it, few that i'm like i need to play this game there's a lot going on there and i don't it's just it's hard to commit to 80 to 100 hours yeah you know for the first playthrough yeah so that's very true so is that so okay let's talk crushes who you got <gasps> who i got i got two and they're what? two possibly brothers siblings lovers all the above oh shit adam and eve from near automata <laughs> i just met them in that game <laughs> god i love them they are hot they're shirtless and and ripped yeah kind of weird but it's the naked guy you were telling. Yeah. Oh, is that the one? Oh, okay. Yeah. So are they? Okay, so they are like the extension <laughs> like, wait, am I giving of that of that away? one boss that I was alluding to before. Yeah. Okay. That he's connected. He's one of them. Got That's it. That's Adam. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, like it looks almost like a Dante if he never, yeah if he exactly never ate. like a yeah a Dante <laughs> very sexy Twinkie ooh like um. Yes, he's very much my type. It's like a woman man. <laughs> a woman man. Yeah, that's what I want. He's a man with very delicate features. Yes. He's a very pretty man. He's a very pretty man. Yeah, I like that. I can appreciate a pretty man. And he puts up a fight. Yes. Oh, that was the first time I died. Their in, story in is so good well, as I'm, you continue to go. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to more of that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, um, I, I was curious when you said you had two. I was like, oh no, don't don't give two. But they are sort of a pair. They're a pair. Yeah, I couldn't split them up. No, no. It would have been weird. He was born of Adam's rib. <laughs> yes. The, yeah. You'll see. <laughs> you'll actually see it. Nice. Well, you would have seen it already. You probably just didn't understand the... Yeah, I'm guessing I didn't. You didn't understand it. Yeah, because remember when it's reborn? Mm-hmm. That's coming out of yeah. the body okay. born from Adam's rib. Good to know. I'll t- I think I saved a clip of that because I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then I saved the clip. I'm trying not funny. to give away anything who people who haven't played it, but really it's very, you're not going to understand what I'm saying until you actually play it. So the game is fiercely Japanese. It, it's really cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful game. That's my only comment for everything. I don't care. All right, then. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> so my crush this week is uh, the character of um, Sabal from Far Cry 4. Did I didn't you play, play pa- Far Cry, no. Ah! Sabal. Sabal. Um, so look this one up. Um, it's S-A-B-A-L. Um, so in... Uh, Far Cry 4, as you play through the game, you, um, have to make choices. And the, um, as I'm trying to look up what his sister's name is, uh, Mm. and you are talking to these two siblings, Amita Amita and Sabal. Yeah. And, um, Sabal's voiced by Naveen Andrews from Lost. He played Saeed. Uh. Oh, he's also in Sense8. No, that's not him. No, I don't think so. Is he? I don't know. I think he actually might be. Um, so uh, anyway, um, Sabal is uh, like, so you have to choose a lot of times, like they'll make you cho- choose between Sabal. Yeah, he is in Sensei. Okay, there we go. Yeah. So between Sabal and Amita, and they have very differing uh, political stances and how they want to deal with this revolution. She is more sort of grassroots and responsible. He's a little bit more, let's blow shit up. And so depending on who you align with... That's typically a man versus woman it, response. It is a very, <laughs> you know, playing into the, um, the, the gender roles. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is very much that. Um, 
and uh, the and then at the end of it, like you know, so yeah, you have to, you'll ultimately choose which twin you align with because they are twins. And um, Sabal is just a he's a, just a good looking sort of like Asian mix kind of dapper kinda dude. Yeah, he he's wearing a nice sort of like almost like a soldier's uniform mm-hmm, a little bit. But so he's got a little bit of a jacket disheveled. on. Disheveled. And um and he has that sort of thing where like the sides of his head are shaved and his hair is a little long and a little sort of like pony. It's almost in the back. like a colonial jacket. Yeah, it's kind of like a, it makes it like a civil war. Civil war. That's what I'm thing. thinking. Yeah. Um, for him being on like a you know Asian tropical island. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, but yeah, he uh he's just got like he's got a good look about him, and um you know even though I didn't necessarily always agree with his methods, I think by the time I was done, I pretty much aligned with his methods more than I did uh, his sisters. So. Yeah, yeah, my crush is uh, is Sabal because he's just a you know a good looking revolutionary, hmm. and we all need one of those. In we our all lives. need one of those. Yeah, he looks very cute. He actually looks like a guy that just messaged me on OkCupid. Well, message him back. I did. Good. He's a soccer player. Ooh, I know. Good soccer legs. players are in crazy fucking shape. Great ass. I mean, soccer players. I don't know about. Yeah, his. I was like, wow. I don't like, know about him. What his. messages was he sending you via <laughs> OkCupid already? Jesus. I can just imagine. <laughs> So nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you all for watching and listening a bit different because we know you're following us on the Instagrams. You should be. And the Twitters. We're posting all sorts of like hot video game people. Yes, we are. We are. And they're very cute. And now I'm posting news about all the games I finished via our Instagram as well. So this is old news if you're actually watching the Instagram feed. Yeah, see? You would know this already. So you can follow me, Satine, at SatineTheDream on Instagram and Twitter, and just my first name, Satine, on Twitch. And you can follow me on Twitter at FastDanger and Mr. Gladstone, where Mr. is spelled out, on Instagram and Twitch. And please follow the podcast at BitDiffPodcast. So that's... Uh, B-I-T-D-I-F-F podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And you can send us an electronic letter at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. That is true. And uh, would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play? Because that'll help people find us. That'd be real nice. I mean, if you like us, you should tell someone. Yeah, you should. Phone a friend. Seriously, like, they might like it too. They will. You never know. They'll love us. Yeah. We're like your best friends now. Yeah. We will get in your head. Seriously, like, I I hope you were prepared for for new besties because here we are. (laughs) Yes, here we are. And I need to borrow your truck to help me move. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm not moving. Oh. I hope hope I'm not moving. We still need to borrow your truck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Thank you for listening and ciao Bye.